0: Wild Mission's original podcast. Lynx lynx carpathicus. It's a mouthful, but it's the scientific name for the Carpathian lynx, a subspecies of the Eurasian lynx. These majestic cats are a symbol of the wild and rugged landscapes of eastern central Europe, where from country to country they roam the mountains and forests, silently hunting for their prey. Over in France, the fate of these cats is hanging by just a thread. In fact, if we do nothing, it's likely they will become locally extinct in just 30 years. Recent research from Nathan Huvier at the Atena Centre, a wildlife conservation organization in the Jura Mountains, has found that these beautiful cats are facing a rapid loss of genetic diversity with just under 150 adult lynxes remaining in the wild in France. So, let's explore the history of the Carpathian lynx in France, dive into the very latest research on their genetic diversity, and discuss how we can all work together to save these cats from disappearing from the French wilderness forever. I'm Andy Vavle, and this is Cats of the Wild, episode 32. Links on the brink.
1: Hi, my name is Nathan Vivier, and I'm a wildlife biologist at the St. Athenas in France. The Atenas Centre is a wildlife conservation
0: organisation founded in France in 1987. The centre is based in the Jura Mountains and they rescue, care, rehabilitate and release injured or orphaned animals such as lynxes, wildcats, wolves,
1: owls and reptiles. Since I was a child I was interested in wildlife mostly because of my sister who got me into it. And then I do university and everything directed in biology and i did a master focused on herpetology so biology of reptiles and amphibians and then when i stopped at my study after that i was looking for a job and my girlfriend was working at the santatanas as a caretaker for animals and so i started as a volunteer to help them and then they said that they have a lot of data that need to be analyzed and i have the competence to do it i'm working mostly with the data of the links that we capture and care for release so the center atenas is a wildlife care center who detect all wildlife animals that are injured and care them and release them after all and they are the only one in France that is specialized on the village, so lynx and wild cats.
0: Since the centre began, they have rescued and cared for 88 lynx, and released 26 back to the wild. Unfortunately, not all lynxes that the centre rescues are suitable for a successful release back into the wild. Well, it happened because
1: the lynxes have neurologic troubles. So they do not fear human anymore. So they don't mind to go toward them and everything. And also sometimes they have trouble to hunt because they do not perceive the world pretty well. So we keep them in a care center. And if it's female, we use them to raise the orphan lynxes. We put them together and. Like this, the young lynxes can have a social interaction with older lynxes and learn how to behave between lynxes. They also operate a 24-7 hotline
0: for local residents to report lynxes that have been harmed in vehicle collisions, in danger, or even possibly orphaned.
1: It's like a firefighter, if you want. So we get a call from uh, uh, somebody who the lynx in town. So we asked first question on the phone to see if it's a young lynx, if it's a harm, or if there is something unusual for an animal. After that, my colleagues have a truck prepared with all the material that they need on the field. They go to the base and they search for the lynx. They ask people for information where they saw the lynx and then they put the box trap usually the baited box trap at a strategic place, And every day we go check the box trap, see the length is here. After that, we take it to the veterinary and then we take care of him. We release him with GPS color. And so we are very active and we try to act fast to not miss the length. For my part, I've been in the center for two years and a half now. I guess there's one really good story. I didn't take part of the capture, but it was the young female lynx that was sighted by somebody next to his town. And so we get a call and two of my colleagues went to try to set up a trap to capture the lynx. And so they, they searched for a while in town, asked people and everything. And they get a call from a guide who said, well, I found your lynx is in my house. So they go there and it was actually under the stairs. So they try to trap it with nets and one of my colleagues did it. So they take it back to the center to get a veterinary check and care for humans. I think she was around five months when she was captured. So we took care of her maybe six more months. Her name is Una, and she was released. In the spring, the year after the capture, we followed her for one year with GPS. And this year, we had the news with the camera trap, and she had two baby. So that's a pretty really good news. It's the perfect ending for us.
0: There's four species of lynx in the world today: the Canada lynx, the Iberian lynx, the Eurasian lynx, and the bobcat. The Eurasian lynx is one of the most widely distributed cats in the world, present from Western Europe right through to the far east of Russia. It is the largest of all lynx species, and it's known for its distinctive tuft ears
1: and short stubby tail. The lynx was present in church since, I don't know when, but it was the subspecies lynx, 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 and it went extinct in the most part of Europe and it was eradicated from France during the 19th century, mostly because of the reduction of their habitats and and hunting. On the 18th of August 1967, the Swiss
0: Federal Council, Switzerland's highest authority, made a decision that would bring back the links to Switzerland and Central Europe, long before any talk of rewilding or even reintroductions. The Chief Forest Inspector Council is authorized to tentatively release one or two pairs of healthy, readable lynxes in a suitable federal hunting zone in the Alps, subject to the approval of the responsible cantonal government.
1: few years after the reintroduction, some of the lynx naturally come back to France in the Jura Mountains and they start a population from this time. More than 50 years later, there are
0: estimated to be 120 to 150 Carpathian
1: lynx in France. The majority are in the Jura Mountains. There's a small population on the northern Alps of France. Maybe 10 individuals, if I'm not mistaken. And we have four or five individuals in the Vosges Mountains. It's three males and one female. I think the threat that the lynx facing in France is the same all across Europe. It's mainly uh, the roads. Because with the development of the population, the roads are everywhere, and people are driving quite fast. So, links doesn't get any change in front of a car. Also, we developed at the central road sign that we give to the town for the links to put at the entrance and the exit of the town to inform driver to the presence of the links in our country. And the second big threat is poaching, actually. Even though people say that there's not much botching, we saw it in the wild, and yeah, it caused a really big problem. And that's what caused the extinction of the lynx before, in the 19th century, and in the botch mountains also, uh, two times before we had this small population. So we proposed that for every lynx botch, the sanction for the butcher will need to be raised by a lot, because for now, you should get caught. maybe you spend some money and maybe one or two years in jail, but it's not always the case. The team
0: at the Atenas Centre had known that the population in France was quite small, and it was likely there was a lack of genetic diversity. Heterozygosity is a fancy word for genetic diversity. It's defined as the chance that two DNA segments, drawn randomly from a group, are different And it's this heterozygosity
1: that Nathan wanted to test in the populations of lynx in France. This is basically the fate of all small reintroduced populations that reproduce as the same way as the lynx does. Because when two animals meet for reproduction, they exchange genetic material and with mutation and selection and everything. And so if there's a small amount of founders of this population, the genetic pool at the beginning is very low. And we get only those genes in the bigger population after some time. So that's what reduces really basically the, the genetic diversity. And so we expect to see a low genetic diversity. So the study was based on opportunistic samples that we gather when taking care of the lynxes that are often or injured on the wild. And so we took a total of 78 samples that were usable and we based our study on 23 microsatellites.
0: Microsatellites, also known as short tandem repeats or STRs, are small segments of DNA that consist of repeating units of nucleotides. These repeating units can vary in length and can be found in many regions of an animal's genome. The number of times that a specific sequence repeats can differ between individuals, making microsatellites a highly useful tool for genetic analysis and identification. One of the main advantages of microsatellites is that they can be used as genetic fingerprints, allowing researchers to identify specific animals with a high degree of certainty. This is because the number of repeated segments within a microsatellite sequence is highly variable among individuals, even within the same species. By analysing the number of repeats at a specific microsatellite loci in an individual's DNA, researchers can generate a unique genetic profile that can be used for identification purposes.
1: And with that, we can calculate some genetic diversity index, such as the heterozygosity of the population, and we can calculate some statistics about the general population. So we found that the heterozygosity of the population is very low; it's around uh, zero point thirty six, while in natural populations that are in good condition, it's around zero point six and zero point seven. So we have half of the heterozygosity, and for the inbreeding, it's the probability that two random links that need to reproduce are linked from a common ancestor. We found out that in our population, it's also quite high probability.
0: The paper also determined the effective population size for the lynx in France. It's the size of an ideal population that has just the right amount of genetic diversity. The paper found that the effective population size was just 38. Now, that's less than one third of the actual population that's there today. There's a so-called 5500 rule has been used as a guiding principle in conservation. It helps assess the minimum viable population size for
1: an animal. It's basically if the effective population size is below 500, you may avoid inbreeding, but it's maybe not sufficient to conserve the evolutionary potential of the population. And if it's below 50, then you can't avoid inbreeding in the population and thus you can't have an evolutionary potential. So in our case, the estimated 38.2 effective size population, it's basically corresponds to if we were in a good population, in an healthy population, we will need only 38.2 lynxes to have the genetic diversity that we have in our entire population in France.
0: The paper concluded that if no intervention is made to help the lynx population in France, it is highly likely that they will face a local extinction within the next 30 years. The study emphasizes the urgent need to introduce genetic diversity into the French lynx population to save it from such an unfortunate fate. As a potential solution, the authors proposed an inter-country exchange program wherein rescued orphan lynxes from different regions can be relocated to introduce new
1: genes into the French population. Every year, it's around I don't want to say too much, but this year, for example, we have five that I can't remember, the orphanixes that we capture. So the solution would be to exchange those orphanixes with other in Europe, that country have the same problem. And so like this, we can connect two populations, even though that's geographically very far away. Another way that genetic diversity can
0: be improved is through the restoration and creation of corridors both within the
1: populations of France, as well as through the neighboring countries. So the main solution that there is, it's restoration and creation of corridors between population to mix population and create exchanges of genes without talking about other countries. Even in France, connecting the Bosch population and the German population would be great because the individuals that are in the Bosch come from Germany. So there will be some kind of small corridors between those populations, but we have a big highway between two big cities between those two populations, and it's really difficult to find a way to restore corridors in this region. So we also working with the uh, highway security and some part of the Jura Mountains to direct links to take paths above or below the road, the highway, by creating our structure that will prevent them to go on the the, on the proper highway. So it's not just by building bridge, but just, for example, if you rise the fence around the road, well, then the Lynx can't climb anymore. And then he has to follow the road until he finds a safer way to
0: get across. Unfortunately, not everyone in France is too happy to see an increase in Lynx numbers. Lynx in these areas do prey on chickens, and even people's pets. Additionally, raising awareness regarding the presence of the lynx in France and their conservation status has proven to be a challenging task. So,
1: there's not a lot of people that know that we have lynx in France. Um, even myself, a few years ago, I, I didn't expect that. I knew about the wolf in the beer, but not the lynx. So, it's sometimes difficult to make them realize that it's a thing. When, when they realize that, it's even more difficult to tell them that it's in danger and what should they do to protect it. Because the exception of the links is not every people that are okay with the presence of the links because they have, for example, sheep. They said that the links may kill them and everything. So uh, it's not the links that will kill sheep or at least, not a lot it's uh, maybe one or two every year i don't know but it's not its prey for sure and so <clears throat> sometimes people fear the lynx for example when they go on the forest to have a walk or another thing they fear that the lynx may attack us that's why we talk a lot with those people i have colleagues that do conferences for the lynx right, everywhere in the german mountains and so explain that we have lynx, that it's not dangerous, that we have to, to be aid with certain manner to protect it and protect ourselves. Now, I, I never heard about a lynx attacking a human. I've heard about lynxes attacking domestic animals, but that just because the lynx was injured or often or, and the easiest way for them to get food is to get close to town and kill some chickens, maybe some cats small dogs, but that's happened very rarely because usually if they are in good wealth, then stay in the forest and hunt for foxes or deer. Hi, my name is Nathan Pivier. I'm working at Centre Athenas and if you enjoyed this episode and you want to know more about what we do in France for the links, you can go to our website www.athenas.fr and um, you can also write us at sand at and you can follow us on twitter, instagram and facebook. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much to
0: Nathan Huvier for his time. The website again is a-t-h-e-n-a-s dot fr, or you can check the episode description for a link. Cats of the Wild is created by me, Andy Bavel. Theme music is by Score Squad. Other music and sound effects from Envato.